It's time for Coach Harvey Hyde's College Football Report. Bringing you the best coverage and latest insight on SC football, the Pac-12 Conference, and the world of college football. It's time to huddle up and buckle up. Here's Coach Harvey Hyde. Everyone, yes, it is that time when you huddle up and buckle up and ride along with us part of the way or all of the way as we talk college football, specifically tonight, USC football with a guy that you're going to find out that he really knows what he's talking about, Gerard Martinez, National Recruiting Analyst for 24-7 and who knows who else. Our first segment is brought to us by Mercedes-Benz of Henderson, proud sponsors of USC football. We want to also let you know, too, that if you need a new car, a used car, you want to sell your car, get out there to Henderson at Mercedes-Benz of Henderson, and uh, they'll take care of you. Call for an appointment at 702-485-3000. Gerard Martinez, I know how busy you've been I think you might have had a day off. I'm not sure, but I know you're back to work already. But you're on our show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. No days off, Harvey. No days off. Well, that's what I like about you, Gerard. Every time I call, you get right back to me or text me right back. You tell me the telephone number to call, and you're ready to go. But without football players, uh, it's hard to have a great football team, but you're a pretty good football coach when you have pretty good players and it's your job to go around rate watch all the players no matter where they are playing or in camps or high school football games it doesn't make any difference wherever i'm at i see gerard martinez gerard exactly explain your position what you do and how you get it done well i'm a senior recruiting analyst with uscfootball.com and been doing that for the last 20 years so basically every player that USC is seriously recruiting, uh, and I say seriously because we have to draw that line anymore where scholarship offers don't necessarily mean that the school is seriously recruiting that young man. Scholarship offers have kind of become flowers on the first date for colleges to kind of get their foot in the door with kids. But we go out and we film, we evaluate, uh, we do interviews with uh, these young men that are going through the recruiting process, uh, whether it's uh, seniors, juniors, sometimes sophomores if they're standout players. But we're able to get uh, a lot of information on them from the recruiting standpoint, but then also from an evaluation standpoint to see what USC could possibly be getting in that perspective, student athlete. Also, Gerard, what you guys do is you put together and you use polls as far as people look at strongly to be, uh, you know, to decide what you guys think, how USC did in recruiting or how Stanford did in recruiting or UCLA did in recruiting. And they really go by your belief because they're advertised on the social media, the newspapers, as far as your rankings. Now, this year, in the past years, you've got two ranking systems. You've got the portal, and you've got the regular high school junior college rankings. Yeah, so now we have overall rankings because the transfer portal has become such an impact to college football, and so many schools are tempted to go after college players where – we talk about evaluations. There's such a difference between going to a high school and you're trying to project a player who might be a junior in high school and he's 17 years old and he hasn't played it down of college football as opposed to someone who's got two years of college football underneath them. They've got the grades. You know that they've been taking college classes and you don't have to project very much. You don't have to put 50 pounds on a lineman. He's already coming in at 300 pounds and he's already seen defensive linemen at the college football level. So the transfer portal has been huge. It's had a huge impact 
thus far to recruiting. And the overall rankings are really the most important now because you see guys like Caleb Williams and Jordan Addison and the immediate impact they can make to a team. Well, you look at the Pac-12, the Pac-12 seems to do very well as far as in the portal rankings and the portal recruiting, as far as looking at some of the polls or some of the great players that transferred, Colorado did very well. They might be the number one or number two team in the country as far as portal transfers. USC's up there. UCLA's up there. Seems as though the Pac-12 is very attractive. Yeah, and it's an interesting debate that's going on right now because you can look at those schools and you can see the success that they've had. I mean, look at the turnaround that USC had last season, winning 11 games from the four games from the year prior, and you see all those players that they brought in. It was sort of a mercenary squad, and got to give a lot of credit to Lincoln Riley and his coaching staff, bringing all those different players from different schools, different conferences, and getting them on the same page to play in a brand-new system at USC as quickly as he did. So, that was sort of miraculous. I mean, we've never really seen that in college football. But on the other hand, you look at Georgia, you look at Ohio State, you look at Alabama, and some of these other schools, and they've been cherry-picking out of the transfer portal. You know, they've been using the transfer portal to plug certain positions, but not necessarily overhaul the roster. So there is a little bit of debate, you know, as to how many players do you really want to bring out of the portal? How much do you want to use that? as a crutch, as opposed to going in the high school ranks and getting those players in your system and developing them within the culture over a number of years, as opposed to a one and done. Gerard, uh, what about this? You know, today people don't give you a lot of time to turn your programs around. And when you're Lincoln Riley coming to USC or prime time coming to Colorado, people expect immediate success. And if you don't really go through the portal, or the junior college players, community college players, you might be gone before you have a chance for your young players to grow up. That's very true. That's very true. There's not a lot of patience from fan bases these days. And certainly, you know, you can find yourself on the hot seat quicker than not. I do think that the porthole allows coaches to overhaul the roster completely. And we saw that to some extent with USC, and we're definitely seeing that with Colorado where, you know, the coaches that come in that are new, new system, they want to create a new culture. And so you're able to bring these guys in that were, you know, successful college football players, other places. It is always a gamble though, because these are college football players that don't have a lot of eligibility and they want to play right away. They want to be successful right away. And you don't necessarily know if that particular player is a me first type of player. You're trying to vet these guys personally, as well as, on the field, but you never really know. All of a sudden, somebody doesn't get the ball in the first couple of games, and they're you know a redshirt junior. They might be a senior, and they're looking at the NFL draft, and they need to get touches quickly. Now, you have on the other end of the spectrum the five-star, four-star recruits that, even though they're freshmen, sometimes they're just as impatient. So you're always dealing with that as a coach, and you know that you're under the gun, and you have to turn around. And if you're getting this big-time contract, you got to turn around that program quickly because, you know, hey, they paid you all this money to, to bring championships, and everybody wants to bring championships to their football program. It must be more difficult today for you guys as far as predicting where certain players will go or feeling where they're going without knowing what their NIL deal is. I mean, it's you got to wait almost till the end, and you really never find out what the deal is, but it's got to be a big impact. Huge impact. Huge impact. And it's 
the wild card right now that sort of looms over the recruitment of those higher rated players. It's not so much the players with the, you know, sort of middling three-star, four-star athletes, but when you start to get into top 100, top 247 type of players, those are guys that boosters and collectives and various different entities that are uh, peripheral to football programs they look at and they may make promises. And we've already seen several instances where promises have been made and been broken. It's really an unregulated aspect of college football right now. And it with the transfer portal has made college football completely different in such a quick amount of time. And right now it's akin to the wild, wild west uh, with recruiting and trying to predict where transfers are going. And obviously it's very different transfers, You've got a proven commodity, and I think that the investment there for certain schools and trying to get NIL deals for those players, it's very different than going after a high school football player that's 17 years old, and you're projecting that talent and that potential. Joe, I want to ask you this question. So many players in the state of California, or the top players in the state of California, are leaving the state of California for other states, Oregon, Washington, Ohio, you mentioned it, they're going to different places. USC gets their share. I think they got five or six of the top players in the state of California. Your main thought on this, it used to be that you always wanted to be a Trojan when you grew up. Seems as though people have sort of got into the recruiting areas of some of the Southern California schools. Yeah, and that has a lot to do with USC not being nationally relevant under Clay Helton. When I first got into the business, it was, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s, and and really even a little bit before that, just watching college football and being aware of some of the high school athletes that were coming out of California. You had guys like DJ Williams from Concord de la Salle, number one player in the nation, go to Miami. You had Kyle Wright, number one quarterback in the nation out of uh, Danville, California, going to Miami. You had Lorenzo Booker. Uh, out of uh, St. John uh, uh, St. Bonaventure, uh, go to Florida State. You had Chris Ricks out of Bishop Vermont go to Florida State. You had a lot of players that were leaving California, going to Florida, going to Tennessee, going to Ohio State. People kind of forget that. And that's always been something that I think with California players, because a lot of them have family in other areas. You know, a lot of people move to California from other places, whereas you have People that live in the South and they live in the Midwest, they've lived there for generations and generations. A lot of people moving out West, uh, they're kind of carpetbaggers. And so they have a lot of family and they have a lot of interest in other places. And I think it's easier for them to pick up and leave or have connections other places from family and they feel comfortable going back there because the grandparents still live back there or somebody's brother or sister has moved back there. And so it's a little different than other regions in the country. But I think eventually, for USC, it comes down to product on the field, and if you can sell development and you can sell the potential of going to the NFL and winning national championships at USC, they're going to lock down the region. Gerard, let me ask you one more question before we take a break, and when we come back from that break, we'll start talking about the recruits that USC uh, received and signed uh, here uh, on Wednesday. What effect do you feel the Big Ten will do to assist USC as far as in recruiting? It will help because I think they're going to be a part of a conference that has its stuff together, <laughs> first and foremost. 
it's a conference that has resources. It's a conference that has influence. And it's a conference that has great exposure and great brand. And the Pac-12 has dropped the ball in several of those areas. So I think from a recruiting standpoint, you're playing on the biggest stages. And right now, the SEC and the Big Ten have sort of separated themselves. And they've separated themselves because they know how to handle football. They take football seriously. And football is not just sort of um, an additive to the college experience. And so I think that's a big deal for USC and UCLA. And USC and UCLA will be sort of oddities in the Big Ten. As of right now, they're the only schools out West that are part of that new conference. There'll probably be some additions to it. But nevertheless, I think the L.A., the the market, the different sort of lifestyles, the different way that those teams play as opposed to the Big Ten teams. And there'll be some acclimation stylistically from, I think, both UCLA and USC. But I think, you know, you're sort of a unique um, additive to a new conference that uh, loves football and, and are very serious about football. And I think that's going to draw recruits in that want to play on the big stage. And right now, like I said, it's going to become SEC and Big Ten. It's sort of, uh, you know, the, the drawing the, the Mason-Dixon line there for the future of college football. Well, let's take a short time out. Again, we want to welcome everyone in the Inland Empire on Saturday morning on AM 1490 on your dial. KMET Radio. We're out there year-round between 11 and 12. And live in Las Vegas, Nevada, this Thursday night, we want to welcome all of you to College Football Report, brought to you by Terribles and Coors Light. Huddle up and buckle up with us every Thursday and Saturday morning. I'm Harvey Hyde with Gerard Martinez from uscfootball.com. Let's talk recruits when we come back and fight on. You work hard for your business. You need a bank that understands your business. Let Metals Bank be your business partner for all your banking needs. We are a full-service community bank with competitive loan and deposit products and services. We're also a preferred lender for SBA, 7A, and 504 loan programs. The experienced team at Meadows Bank will give you the services you need with the reliability you can depend on throughout branches in Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, Pahrump, and now in Phoenix, Arizona. Call our friendly, knowledgeable staff today at 702-471-BANK. That is 702-471-2265. Or use our convenient online banking service at Meadows Bank. Dot bank, Meadows Bank, where your business is our business. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Home court is monumental in March, and fans, Mountain West teams need you. Ready to claim Las Vegas as the Pitt West, Viejas North, or the AA South? Calling Clune Crazies, the Dog Pound, Bronco Nation, and the Pack. 
Bring your Spartan spirit, your rebel friends, Moby Madness, and Spectrum Magic. And make the Thomas & Mack Center your home court this March 5th through 11th. Buy tickets today by visiting themw.com slash 2023 or at your team's ticket office. Something really special and new. Floyd's 99 haircuts, colors, and straight razor shaves. We're at, well, Southwest Las Vegas at the 215 and South Rainbow. Yes, you can have all of it in one show. Each cut comes with a hot lather, neck shave, and shoulder massage. Classic barber-style services in a family-friendly environment perfect for mom or dad and the kids. Full color bar and salon services as well. Floyd 99 Cuts and Colors. Expert service, amplified experience. Go to Floyd99.com for location information. That's Floyd99.com for location information. Big Dogs Brewing Company is proud to be Las Vegas' original hometown brewery since 1993. Our handcrafted beers are brewed fresh daily at Big Dogs Draft House by our team of award-winning brewers. Big Dogs Brews are now available in cans at major retailers like Lee's Discount Liquor, Total Wine & More, Whole Foods Markets, Smith's, Albertsons, Terrible Stations, and more. Big Dogs beers are available on draft at select restaurants and bars around Las Vegas. Ask for Big Dogs Brews by name. Visit us at BigDogsBrews.com to track down our local, award-winning, handcrafted brews or stop by Big Dogs Draft House to sample a full range of our classic seasonal and specialty ales. Drink fresh, drink local, drink Big Dogs. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Hyde. You're listening to our College Football Report, brought to us all by Terribles and Coors Light in Las Vegas on this beautiful Thursday night. And in the Inland Empire, we welcome you all on Saturday morning for College Football Report on AM 1490 on your dial year-round. Gerard Martinez joins us tonight from uh, USCFootball.com, and he's a national recruiting analyst. He knows what he's doing. He's watched these kids probably since they were ninth graders. And now at USC as a senior, they come in along with the portal players, and we're going to find out exactly what he's been looking at. Gerard, uh, we have uh, never enough time when we have you on to go through these players. So sometimes always the defensive side gets left off because people always start with the offensive side. So why don't we start with the defensive side because that was where – so much criticism was this past year as far as now rebuilding the defense. So let's go there and get your thoughts. Take it where you want. Yeah, of course, I think with USC football fans, they're very interested to see the evolution of the defense this season. We know the offense was elite under Lincoln Riley, but the defense has to step up a bit and they have to be able to stop some teams and not just try to go back and forth like it's a basketball game. So I think, you know, one of the big needs for USC was in the front seven. They didn't necessarily address that right now with high school football players in the interior defensive line. And that's somewhere where it's very difficult to get those three techniques and those one shades. And so we'll see with the second window of the transfer portal, which comes up May 1st, if they're able to get an impact player at one of those positions. But out of the high school ranks, one of the top players that they recruited and a guy that I just really, really like is Braylon Shelby a 6'5", 240-pound defensive end slash hybrid edge rusher out of Friendswood, Texas. 
He's a high four-star. He's a guy that you really like because he started out as a three-star. And then he started out really not looked at as a super impact player at the high school ranks, and he progressively went up the rankings during the season after evaluations. He's very long. He's the type of player that is able to play on the edge and he's able to play the RPO, the run-pass option, really in a way that you know has a je ne sais quoi. He has the ability to play both the run and the pass and the option two players at a time because he has such spatial awareness, he has agility, he has great eyes and great vision, and he's very athletic. And it sort of harkens to some of the plays that we saw from Eric Gentry, the transfer that came in from Arizona State, who was so pivotal for USC last season. And the defense really suffered when he went out. And so you bring in a guy like Braylon Shelby, who's really even more physical. You know, Eric Gentry on a, on a good day is about <laughs> 6'6", 210 pounds. And here you're talking about a kid coming out of high school is already 6'4", 6'5", 235, 240 pounds. So he's one of the guys that I really look at as an exciting player uh, that's coming in as out of the freshman ranks. One of the other players they get at the second level of the defense is going to be Tackett Curtis, uh, 6'2", 220, 225-pound middle linebacker. Played mostly free safety as a single high player in Louisiana. Played kind of a smaller level school, so they kind of used him as a free safety that ran up to the line of scrimmage against the run. He was athletic enough that literally as a single high safety about you know, 15, 20 yards off the football, he was still able to make an impact in the run game when he read run. So he played some quarterback also uh, in a sort of wildcat system and a guy that's going to come in and he's going to challenge for that middle linebacker spot. And that's a spot that USC, I think, needs to have a little more talent. They have to have a little more production from that second level of the defense. they got to have some guys that close the gaps, uh, especially when you're talking about just being able to read some of these teams that in the Pac-12 these days are running the football a little more, seeing a little more balance out of the Pac-12 than we have in the past when you've got Oregon and you've got UCLA now run the ball with Chip Kelly and you've got Utah. So I get a guy like Tackett Curtis is coming in during the spring, about half of these players that are coming in uh, for USC out of high school ranks. They got 21 signed, and about 10 of those are coming in during the spring. And Tackett Curtis is already on campus. And so he's going to try to absorb the system. It's difficult as a freshman, but seeing that he is a former quarterback and he's a guy that has all the athleticism and all the initial you know, violence at the point of contact, He's a, a difference maker potentially for USC next season. Well, when you talk about these two kids, you're asking a freshman to come in and play. And a lot of freshmen today are more mature and bigger and stronger and faster than any before. Uh, you, uh, and, and it's, uh, it's a tough adjustment to a lot of these players, but you feel these two have that ability to come in and maybe not start right away, but adjust themselves to be players. I think those are the two that you circle. Yeah. I think. Unfortunately, with Braylon Shelby, he's not going to come in during the spring, so he's not going to come in until the summer. And those 15 practices that you get are pretty important, just to acclimate even just off the field to college. And I think with Tackett Curtis playing that Mike linebacker position, USC also got Mason Cobb out of the transfer porthole from Oklahoma State, who could potentially play that Mike linebacker position too. He's six foot, 235 pounds, and very quick and was very productive for Oklahoma State. But potentially what I could see USC doing if Taka Curtis can absorb the system and he's going to make some mistakes, but they feel confident enough to be able to put him at Mike linebacker and call that defense. You know, that's the thing. Defense, you kind of have to have a quarterback there who's shifting the defensive line. Alex Grinch likes a lot of movement in his front seven. So there's going to be some stuff there that Taka Curtis has to know. 
But I think if he can get that down, it might allow Mason Cobb to play a little weak side linebacker next to him. And then you're able to move Eric Gentry out to the edge. And that was something that USC really struggled with last season. It was stopping the tight ends. And that in that first Utah game, they were absolutely exploited in the fourth quarter with Utah just going to the tight end, going to the tight end. And you put a safety over there, and you got a guy like Max Williams who's about 5'8". Max Williams is a fantastic football player, a football player's football player, but he's 5'8", and you're going against the tight end, he's 6'5", 6'6". It's a difficult matchup in the passing game, and you'd like to have a guy like Eric Gentry out there, 6'6", maybe playing more of a nickelbacker position. Could be an interesting wrinkle for USC in the future. I've always felt that as far as I thought he was in a difficult position as far as making so many tackles too in the line of scrimmage. He didn't have the size really to wrap up and knock a guy down immediately. But I think he's going to become a great player. And and uh, because of his injuries, as you mentioned, I didn't think that really he had the greatest season that he could have had or the type of freshman season he had at Arizona State. How about these other defensive linemen that are freshmen coming in? How do you look at Hughes and Green and these others as potential great players? Yeah, smaller, quicker, explosive defensive lineman. Sam Green out of St. Francis High School out in Baltimore. He's about 6'1", 250 pounds. Elijah Hughes out of Arlington, Virginia is about 6'3", uh, 265 pounds. So we're looking at guys that have to put on some weight to play at the Power 5 level. But in terms of potential, very explosive, very quick. I mean, you look at Elijah Hughes. I mean, this is a kid who had like two dozen tackles for losses. And you watch him in his film, and he you really can get past the offensive lineman without even being touched. Uh, type of one-gap defender that's able to be extremely disruptive in the offensive backfield. And that sort of seems to be a bit of the theme with the defensive line. Uh, one of the local players that they signed, a guy that they didn't offer scholarship to until December, or excuse me, September, and that was going along and watching some of his senior film. And that's always good. You want to get the best seniors out of the college, uh, out of the, the high school football cycle. You don't want to get the best sophomores. A lot of times schools offer kids early in, in their sophomore years, junior years, and then they sort of plateau. And so you've got the best sophomore out of high school instead of the best senior. You want the guys that are continuing their trajectory upwards in terms of potential. And so Dejan Lafitte got a bunch of scholarship offers over the summer and then got a bunch of scholarship offers early in the year after he put out about four or five um, game tapes and plays for Colony High School here in Ontario. He's an IE guy, so give him a shout-out. <laughs> IE uh, folks listening to uh, the, uh, the the radio show right now. And he's about 6'4", 285 pounds, 290 pounds. And he played interior, and he played on the outside as well. So he's a guy that showed his athleticism at that weight, being able to play five technique and be able to play three technique. Also played a little tight end and fullback for Colony last year. So Another athlete, a little bigger, but these are guys that are probably going to take at least a red shirt or a year to kind of get ready and get themselves physically able to play against these big 315-pound linemen that they're going to see, grown men at the college football level. Well, these guys have got to grow up and uh, start to learn how to shave, and they'll be ready to play as far as on the defensive downside. Now, before we take a break, let's go to guys who might come in immediately and make a difference as far as in the defensive line. Yeah, I think that that's going to be a tough one if you're looking at the high school ranks. I think you got to look more at the transfer portal, and that's what makes the transfer portal so lucrative and so tempting for college football uh, coaches. You don't have to project guys. You don't have a guy like Elijah Hughes, who's 265 pounds, 
or Sam Green, who's 250, 260 pounds, which you have to project what they're going to play like at 285 pounds, 290 pounds, because that's really where you have to be on the interior if you're looking at the elite defenses, the defenses that are part of college football playoff teams, those level teams, the Ohio State, the Alabamas, the Clemsons, et cetera. You got to have some defensive linemen that can anchor. And I think two stats that USC has to improve upon defensively next season are one, rush defense, and two, yards per play, particularly in the second half. And I think a lot of that has to do with the beef inside. If you don't have those guys that can anchor against the run and you don't have those guys that are able to get upfield and get some pass rush in the middle of the defense, right? I think they were okay on the edges of the defense. It's about can you get somebody in the quarterback's face and don't let him get the ball downfield on third and 19. So I think Anthony Lucas jumps off right away, former five-star, transferring in from Texas A&M. He only had 10 tackles last season, but was a guy that was a part of a huge historic class for Texas A&M in 2022 and played a little bit, ended up getting suspended for some silly stuff off the field, but a guy that has a tremendous amount of potential at 6'6", 275 pounds. So he's a guy that's going to be able to come in and I don't want to say replace right away, but he's going to come in and hopefully for USC give some of the production that Tui, Tui Pelotu gave, uh, being able to move in as a three technique and also being able to play outside of the five technique. Well, I certainly hope he can. He was a five-star player out of high school and, uh, you know, uh, to come in and, uh, Reaches potential is something that really needs to happen. And, uh, I think these are the type of players they've got to have right away. And in the spring, these guys have turned, got to turn into men because I think people are really, uh, depending on them. And not to say that the defense last year didn't play hard. They played, they played hard, but I think, uh, they were a step slow at times and not physically ready. To, as you mentioned, the second half where a lot of, of the wearing down the defensive front uh, made a difference in their defense. How about the transfer from the University of Arizona? Yeah, so Keon Bars, one of the few 300-pounders on USC's roster right now, uh, 6'3", and he's about 315, and he comes in from Arizona. Another player with a lot of quickness despite his size, and a guy that you're bringing in to hopefully replace Brandon Peely. You also had Kobe Pepe, who left the program. So when you look at USC's roster, it's pretty void of 300-pound defensive linemen. And again, you know maybe you're trying to reinvent the wheel here with Alex Grinch, and you, you want a different system, a different scheme. You want to try to win a different way. But if we look at what's been set in terms of precedent, you look at those teams that are in the college football playoff year in and year out, Ohio State, Alabama, uh, Georgia now, those teams all have those 300-pound guys at the three techniques and the one shades. And I think it's just one of those things when it comes to playing big boy football, you know, the the offense knows what you're going to do and the defense knows what you're going to do and it becomes about man-on-man, you know, we're going to do it anyways. And in those close games, when you've got a third and two and your offensive line needs to push somebody off the ball or you're trying to hold up on the goal line on a, a maybe a third or a fourth and goal, you got to be able to have those big fellas inside that are able to make those plays. So he's a guy that uh, three-star and played well for Arizona. Uh, he's hopefully coming to USC, and he's going to have a breakout season for them, and that would be huge for them to have a big guy in the middle that would be able to just cause you know the offensive line to have to double-team occasionally and maybe free up somebody on the edge to get a one-on-one and maybe make a sack. Jamar Martinez joins us from USCFootball.com. He's a 
Well, one of the best, I think, uh, analysts in uh, high school football and college football as far as breaking down the skills and who they are and these players. He knows them when they're ninth graders growing up or even sometimes below that. But, Gerard, before we take a break, I want you to have an opportunity to tell everybody how they can follow you and, and get to your services so that you can also spread this word every day to our listeners. Yeah, so you can follow me at GMartLive on Twitter. Or you can just go to uscfootball.com and subscribe. Uh, we have the Peristyle community, which is a forum with uh, lots of Trojan fans who are always excited to talk Trojan football and uh, criticize uh, openly and laws. It's constructive. <laughs> and uh, it's a great community that's been around for a long time. And a lot of folks uh, that uh, are on there have uh, you know, been a part of the football program. They're alums, and uh, they are very passionate about USC athletics. And so we get on there and, and talk all the time. And uh, we have a, a live show that we do, obviously, in the radio podcast, the Peristyle podcast that you're part of, uh, Harvey Hyde. And so we have a various different means of uh, getting the word out to the people and uh, covering USC football, athletics, and recruiting. Well, Gerard, we really appreciate uh, your information tonight. We've got to take a short time out, as we normally do here on College Football Report. Again, I want to welcome everyone in the Inland Empire on Saturday morning on AM 1490 on your dial. In Las Vegas Live, uh, we want to welcome you to College Football Report and thank Terribles and Coors Light for their sponsorship of College Football Report. Budget car and truck rental in Las Vegas. If you need a car or truck, no matter where you are, give them a call at 702 736 1212. Buckle up. Gerard and I will take a time out with you. We'll be right back and fight off. Through the years, Terribles has created deliberately different programs for our loyal customers, such as Gas for Life, Game Day Giveaway, and many more. And now, Terribles is excited to introduce the all-new Shop, Spin, and Win game, exclusively on the Terribles Social House app. Just scan your app award code while making a qualifying purchase at any participating Terribles location and Shop, Spin, and Win directly from your phone. Looks like I'm going to see you at Terribles, right? Terribles. Deliberately different since 1959. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Are you looking to advertise a campaign, short film, a public service announcement, an important message? Look no further than Regency Outdoor. We have been around since 1974 and have the greatest locations in Southern California for your advertising goals. Our creative billboards are sure to catch everyone's attention, make an impact anywhere and everywhere in Southern California. To get started and for more information, call 310-657-8883 or visit regencyoutdoor.com. Regency makes it easier than ever to get your message everywhere in Southern California. Pizza, pizza, pizza. If you're like me, pizza's not just a food, it's a way of life. And the folks at Cetabello Pizza get every detail just right. Homemade dough made daily and hand-tossed. 
extra virgin olive oil, freshly chopped tomatoes and basil, and generous portions of mozzarella cheese with a dizzying array of toppings. Join me at one of their two area locations, one at Green Valley Parkway, another one at Fort Apache and Sahara. No time to dine out? No problem. Order today and take it to go at setabello.net. That's setabello.net. Setabello Pizza, when only the best will do. Have you heard about Standish Law? Yes, Standish Law, Las Vegas' premier family law firm. Ranked among the top ten in client satisfaction by the American Institute of Family Lawyers and proud to be rebel sponsors. If you are going through a divorce, you want them on your side. Schedule your appointment at StandishLaw.com. That's StandishLaw.com or call 702-998-9344. Big West is back in Las Vegas. Don't miss the 2023 Hercules Tires Big West Basketball Championships presented by the Hawaiian Islands March 7th through the 11th at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson, Nevada. Catch the pulse-pounding action as 20 men's and women's teams battle to punch their ticket to the NCAA Tournament. Get tickets today at the dollarloancenter.com slash bigwest or call 702-645-4259. What a finish! I'm Harvey Hyde. You're listening to College Football Report, brought to us by Terribles and Coors Light in Las Vegas, Nevada, and in the Inland Empire on Saturday morning. From uh, 11 to 12, you're listening to College Football Report on AM 1490 on your dial. Gerard Martinez joins us from uscfootball.com, a national uh, recruiting uh, analyst, and uh, we're finding out about who the Trojans got uh, in the recruiting and the national letter of intent at the portal transfers uh, national letter of intent was February the 1st. Well, let's move to the offensive side of the football here and uh, find out what Gerard's uh, thoughts are. And you just mentioned it a moment ago. It starts up front with the big guys. Your thoughts on the offensive line recruits. Yeah. USC has not had very good success being able to nail down offensive linemen over the past few cycles. So this was a huge area of need for them. Uh, The offensive line played pretty well for USC last season, but I think that's a sign of development and the offensive corner slash head, uh, the offensive line coach, Josh Henson did, I think a really good job being able to get some of those guys that, you know, were three stars and not necessarily household names coming out of high school, playing up to a higher level but it's still really imperative that they are able to increase the talent level. So this class, they get five offensive linemen, which they haven't signed five offensive linemen in a long time, and they got one of their first consensus four stars since I think like 2017-2018 recruiting cycle in Elijah Page, and they actually were able to get him away from Notre Dame. He uh, committed to Notre Dame over the summer and went through the recruiting process, and then at some point in October, took an official visit to USC during the Arizona State game and then flipped to USC. So 6'7", 305 pounds, offensive tackle, uh, a player that uh, can play right tackle, possibly left tackle. I think he's going to end up being a right tackle, but a huge get for USC being able to get one of those consensus four stars on the offensive line. They're also getting bigger. So in the interior, you're getting Alani Noah, 6'4", 325-pound, offensive guard from Sacramento up there, Grant High School, a really great high school football program uh, in Central California. They're also pairing him with Amos, Amos Tedalele, who is uh, from Santa Clara, a three-star at 6'5", 335 pounds. So you're seeing 
beef there, Harvey. You're seeing bigger players, USC, with guys like Brent uh, Neilan and uh, Dustin Dejes, you know, 285, 280, you know, smaller players, very mobile. But these guys are mobile and they're bigger as well. And you talk about that move to the Big Ten, USC is going to have to get a little bigger. They're going to have to get a little tougher. Might be not might be able to throw the ball as much in November when you're playing in Michigan or playing in Ohio. And finally, they get Michael Benuelos, a center, six three, six four, uh, two hundred eighty five pounds. Right now, he'll probably end up being about two ninety, uh, three hundred pounds in college. And uh, you're going to have to have somebody in there when Justin he just leaves, and he's going to compete for that center spot. So a full five on the offensive line. One of the biggest things is they're also going into the porthole and they're able to get three big offensive linemen uh, and Ethan White, who was a second team SEC guard from Florida. They're getting his teammate, Michael Tarquin, who was the starting right tackle at Florida at about 6'6", uh, 315, 320 pounds. And they also get Jarrett Kingston, 305 pounds, a big 6'6", left tackle from Washington, who was a guy that a lot of people looked at from a scouting standpoint as a potential, uh, maybe, you know, NFL guy, uh, as a junior. And so he decides he's going to stay in college and he's going to go to USC and is really one of the first kind of franchise level left tackles that USC has added to the roster, uh, in a very long time, in a very long time. I mean, it really since Austin Jackson. And so you're going way back before USC has really had a true, franchise level left tackle and that's obviously very important to have two guys on the left side of the offensive line for USC next season uh being able to block for Caleb Williams blind side so I think Ethan White you know he's he was 400 pounds coming out of high school he's actually gotten down to about 340 335 uh he's probably going to compete for that left guard position and then you're going to have Kingston there competing for that left tackle position so offensive line absolutely upgraded uh this cycle for USC Absolutely. I'll tell you, because if the covers weren't bare, I like some of the younger players that played last year. I thought they did a great job. I know they've lost three starters, but I'll tell you, uh, these young kids on top of what you mentioned, I'm enthused on what you just said about these offensive linemen coming in and their abilities and potential. Now, let's do the two tight ends before we take a break, because I had went over a little bit in the early segments. Uh, sort of surprise. Were you surprised they got two tight ends? Yes and no. Obviously, the offense was prolific last year, but it didn't utilize the tight end very much through the passing game. And obviously, these kids coming out of high school, and when they're tight ends, they really look at themselves as big receivers. So they want to get the ball through the air. And USC didn't necessarily do that. But that's not necessarily something that Lincoln Riley hasn't done in the past. So they really were recruiting for what they didn't have at the tight end position. And they get a, a really interesting prospect in Walker Lyons on signing day. He was a guy that we thought might wait beyond signing day. He's going to take a Mormon mission to Norway, so he's going to be gone for 18 months. He's not coming in right away. But he is a very good player out of Folsom. High four-star, 6'4", 240 pounds, plays a lot split-wide. So he is one of those tight ends at the high school level, basically used as a wide receiver, soft hands, very good awareness, very good overall player, though, because he's a guy that can definitely play in line and can run block as well. And then a little earlier in the year, they got Kate Eldridge out of Washington. Plays small ball up in Washington, but 6'4", 235 pounds, and he plays running back. I mean, he plays running back at the high school level, and we project him to play that H-back position, which USC uses a lot to kind of lead block in their offense. And is a real wrinkle for them, where they use Lake McCree a little bit there, and they've used some other players, but 
not necessarily a guy that's a, a true H-back. And Kate Eldridge is kind of one of those guys that's a three-star, not a lot of people talking about him. But when you look at the fit, you know, you, you think this is a guy that could be ranked higher when you think of you, uh, you know, what USC is going to be running offensively in terms of scheme and how they use their personnel. I'd love to see him use their tight end a little bit more. And, of course, I don't run the offense for USC. But I think if they use their tight end a little bit more as far as in their offense, they would benefit from it. But let's take a short time out. Again, you're listening to an expert who analyzes uh, players uh, throughout the country, and that's uh, Gerard Martinez from USCFootball.com. I'm Harvey Hyde. Uh, let's uh, welcome you all again in the Inland Empire on 1490 on your dial every Saturday morning from 11 to 12. And in Las Vegas, uh, buckle up. You're riding along with us here with College Football Report, brought to us by Terribles and Coors We'll be right back and fight on. Through the years, Terribles has created deliberately different programs for our loyal customers, such as Gas for Life, Game Day Giveaway, and many more. And now, Terribles is excited to introduce the all-new Shop, Spin, and Win game, exclusively on the Terribles Social House app. Just scan your app award code while making a qualifying purchase at any participating Terribles location and Shop, Spin, and Win directly from your phone. Looks like I'm going to see you at Terribles, right? Terribles. Deliberately different since 1959. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Big Dogs Brewing Company is proud to be Las Vegas' original hometown brewery since 1993. Our handcrafted beers are brewed fresh daily at Big Dogs Draft House by our team of award-winning brewers. Big Dogs Brews are now available in cans at major retailers such as Lee's Discount Liquor, Total Wine & More, Whole Foods Market, Smith's, Albertson, Corey's, Terrible Hearst Stations, and more. Big Dogs Beers are available on draft at select restaurants or bars around Las Vegas. Ask for Big Dogs Brews by name. Visit us at BigDogBrews.com to track down our local award-winning handcrafted brews or stop by Big Dogs Draft House to sample the full range of our classic seasonal and specialty ales. Drink fresh, drink local, drink Big Dogs. You work hard for your business. You need a bank that understands your business. Let Metals Bank be your business partner for all your banking needs. We are a full-service community bank with competitive loan and deposit products and services. We're also a preferred lender for SBA, 7A, and 504 loan programs. The experienced team at Meadows Bank will give you the services you need with the reliability you can depend on throughout branches in Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, Pahrump, and now in Phoenix, Arizona. Call our friendly, knowledgeable staff today at 702 702- 471 bank that is 702-471-2265 or use our convenient online banking service at meadowsbank.bank meadows bank where your business is our business the best sports deal in las vegas is back 
The Rebel Four Pack includes four tickets to the Runnin' Rebels basketball game against rival San Diego State on February 23rd, four UNLV hats, and four chicken finger combos during the game. That's a $260 value starting at just $79. Invite your friends or bring the whole family for just under $20 per seat. You'll enjoy the big game, wear your hometown team's hat proudly, and score a free dinner. Visit UNLVtickets.com or call 702-739-FANS to get your tickets today. Are you looking to advertise a campaign, short film, a public service announcement, an important message? Look no further than Regency Outdoor. We have been around since 1974 and have the greatest locations in Southern California for your advertising goals. Our creative billboards are sure to catch everyone's attention. Make an impact anywhere and everywhere in Southern California. Tickets started and for more information, call 310-657-8883 or visit regencyoutdoor.com. Regency makes it easier than ever to get your message everywhere in Southern California. Home court is monumental in March, and fans, Mountain West teams need you. Ready to claim Las Vegas as the Pitt West, Viejas North, or the AA South? Calling Clune Crazies, the Dog Pound, Bronco Nation, and the Pack. Bring your Spartan spirit, your Rebel friends, Moby Madness, and Spectrum Magic. And make the Thomas and Mack Center your home court this March 5th through 11th. Buy tickets today by visiting themw.com slash 2023 or at your team's ticket office. Through the years, Terribles has created deliberately different programs for our loyal customers, such as Gas for Life, Game Day Giveaway, and many more. And now, Terribles is excited to introduce the all-new Shop, Spin, and Win game, exclusively on the Terribles Social House app. Just scan your app award code while making a qualifying purchase at any participating Terribles location and Shop, Spin, and Win directly from your phone. Looks like I'm going to see you at Terribles, right? Terribles. Deliberately different since 1959. Pizza, pizza, pizza. If you're like me, pizza's not just a food, it's a way of life. And the folks at Setabello Pizza get every detail just right. Homemade dough made daily and hand-tossed. Extra virgin olive oil, freshly chopped tomatoes and basil, and generous portions of mozzarella cheese with a dizzying array of toppings. Join me at one of their two area locations, one at Green Valley Parkway, another one at Fort Apache and Sahara. No time to dine out? No problem. Order today and take it to go at setabello.net. That's setabello.net. Setabello Pizza, when only the best will do. The Big West is back in Las Vegas. Don't miss the 2023 Hercules Tires Big West Basketball Championships, presented by the Hawaiian Islands, March 7th through the 11th at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson, Nevada. Catch the pulse-pounding action as 20 men's and women's teams battle to punch their ticket to the NCAA Tournament. Get tickets today at thedollarloancenter.com slash Big West or call 702-645-4259. What a finish! Well, welcome back. I'm Harvey Hyde with Gerard Martinez. Huddle up and buckle up and ride along with us here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Again, uh, remember, Terrible Herbs and Coors Light is our title sponsor our college football report. In the end of that bye, we welcome all of you on Saturday morning on AM 1490 on your dial, 11 to 12, year-round, and joining us as we talk recruiting, the name of the game, you can only be as good as your players, is Gerard Martinez from uscfootball.com, and he's a national recruiting analyst. So, uh, Gerard, uh, I think the next thing we ought to go to, we have about four minutes here to get this done, so I'm sorry I I have to really uh, push you a little bit, is the running backs. Let's talk about the running backs, but you've got a couple of those. We know about the receivers, but uh, let's talk about the running backs. Yeah, USC goes into Texas 
gets two big-time running backs, two running backs like Braylon Shelby on the defensive side of the ball, rose up through the rankings during the season. You like to see that, you know, players getting better on their trajectory. So you get Quentin Joyner, a 5'10", 205-pound running back, and a Manor, Texas, a guy that's uh, built like a pineapple grenade. And then you've got Amari Peterson, who's uh, from Wichita Falls, Texas, about 6'1", almost 6'2", 210 pounds. So both those running backs come in with a little bit 200-pound-plus power to them. So USC continuing to get some running backs that uh, have some size and can uh, move the pile a little bit. And in addition to that, uh, they get Austin Jones back, uh, the transfer from Stanford who played for them last season. He played really well. There's potential he was going to leave for the NFL draft. He's coming back. And they get Marshawn Lloyd out of South Carolina, a uh, 5'11", 215-pound running back who was uh, pretty productive for South Carolina last year. So you're getting a lot more depth at running back now with the young guys, and then you're able to replace Travis Dye with Marshawn Lloyd. So the running back position getting a little better for next season as well. I would agree 100%. Plus that kid from South Carolina has got some experience, and he's got pretty good hands, too. He got the ball a lot. All right, uh, the receivers. There's a stock full of receivers, but the ones that came in aren't bad either. No, I mean, you've got three big-time receivers. You've got uh, two five-stars there with Makai Lemon from Los Alamitos, and then you've got the number one receiver in the nation. Right out of Nevada, he's Bishop Gorman's own Zachariah Branch, who uh, is one of the most explosive wide receivers in the nation. And then you also have from Arizona, Jacoby Lane, who's the big 6'4", 190-pound wide receiver. So you get the 5'11", 175-pound Makai Lemon, and then you get the uh, the shorter, you know, kind of 5'9", 185-pound uh, Zachariah Branch, and you match him with a taller, bigger sort of uh, split-end receiver. So USC getting three wide receivers, uh, kind of a, a diverse group there that are going to try to replace uh, Jordan Addison. But they also get uh, Dorian Singer out of Arizona, who was highly productive. And Trojan fans remember him uh, <laughs> playing against Arizona. He had uh, a huge game against USC. So now uh, he's going to be a Trojan, and he's going to actually be making plays for Caleb Williams instead of against them. If I remember correctly, I think he was an all-conference player. He caught three touchdown passes against USC, I believe. Big kid. Big time, great possession receiver, very smooth, very good in, in, in sort of the, uh, the, the schoolyard plays where he's able to sort of get away from uh, the written playbook and uh, he's able to find those open zones. And that's pretty big for USC because we know Caleb Williams can extend plays outside the pocket and uh, heck of a player in terms of uh, just the, the freestyle aspect of his game. We can't forget the quarterback. Can you do it in 15 seconds? Malachi Nelson, five-star quarterback out of Los Alamitos. He's going to sit a year behind Caleb Williams, learn as much as he can, and hopefully become uh, the next Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback for Lincoln Riley. Do you think they'll redshirt him this year with Miller Moss back? Yes, they'll have to. If Miller Moss stays on the roster, we'll see about that. Obviously, it's about spring ball. So I said again, we're going to have that transfer portal window May 1st to May 15th. We're going to have to see what happens when the fireworks start again. Jordan, I don't know how to thank you, but i got to let you go. I know you're a busy man, too, and we've got to get up the air again. Gerard Martinez joins us. You want to talk about uh, football players? He knows about them all, and I could throw out any name almost in the country, and they give you a breakdown on every bit of them. So, again, Gerard Martinez, National Recruiting Analyst from USCFootball.com. Thank you very much. Have a pleasant, pleasant offseason, if there is such one, and we'll talk to you next time. Okay. Thank you, and... Uh... Goodbye to the IE. I'm an IE guy, Harry. You never, you never remember to mention that. I'm an IE guy.
All right, my man, you can be anything you want, I'll tell you, when you come on the show. So again, buckle up, everyone. In the Inland Empire, we thank you for listening on Saturday morning. And again, uh, remember, we're back with you next Saturday from 11 to 12 on AM 1490. And in the studio, Ethan, we thank you for your engineering and producing. For you, our listeners out there, we thank you because without you, we don't have a show. And of course, our title sponsor, sponsors, that's Terribles and uh, Coors Light, we thank you for the sponsorship of College Football Report. Again, I'm Harvey Hyde saying we hope your team wins. Be safe out there. Good night, everyone, and good morning.